Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We have a growth nugget, and I'm sure our existing listeners are tired of hearing it, but I'm going to say it for those new people out there. If you're just now joining us, a growth nugget is what we call a bite-sized topic. (laughs) Eating that thing like Kobayashi, baby. All right. It is a growth nugget, and we're just trying to keep keep adding value to you guys. And so these aren't long-form episodes, but they're meant to be jam-packed with information and topics that are relevant to you guys out there and something for you guys to think about the rest of the week. And really, this will kind of set the stage and the tone for what we talk about the rest of the week. So again, we thank you for joining us, and if you guys don't mind, leave us a rating and review if you find any value after this episode. So hey, last few weeks, we've been doing a theme of the week. Last week's theme was pricing. The week before that was hiring and growing your team, and this week, we're going to be talking about new crews and new equipment. So that's our theme for the week, new crews and new equipment. Why are we talking about this? Because we are seeing nationwide, people are adding clients, booking up landscaping jobs at a rapid pace. If you're having trouble right now with the economic climate that's going on, if you're having trouble closing sales, please, please, please call me. DM me. You shouldn't be. There is work everywhere. Anywhere you turn, somebody is reinvesting money back into their property. And so what we're seeing now is, okay, guys are, they've got all this work and that's a great problem, but it's a problem nonetheless, because now we've got to get this work done. There's a couple stages, right? There's telling people about your company and attracting them to your company. Once you attract them, then what? Well, now we got We've got to close them down. And then once you close them down, now there's what? Now there's the actual production and customer service of it. And then there's the collection process after. Those are those are the four main buckets that every business is going to walk through. Well, there's no trouble attracting people and closing sales. Right now, people are bottlenecking at production. And so that's what that's what today's growth nugget is going to be about. And we're going to simplify this so that you guys have really good lens, really good glasses, your your crew and equipment glasses to look through for the rest of the week. I'm just going to do, because my goal for you guys is by the end of this episode, my goal is that you guys will know when to hire or when to invest in equipment or even better, when to do both. And so we're going to do some if-then statements. I'm going to say if this with your equipment then this. If this with your crew, then this. And so you guys will have some really, this will be, and this is the perfect growth nugget in my opinion, because it is very, very practical takeaways. So let's dive right in. All right. Think about this, two different categories, guys. So on the left side, I want you to think about your crew. And on the right side, think about your equipment. Remember, that's our theme, new crews, new equipment. So on the left side, let's address crews first. The first if-then statement is, 
if equipment is good enough, then hire your crew first. Increase capacity by leveraging people. With increase in cash flow, you'll eventually be able to get more and better equipment. So let's go over that again. If your equipment is good enough and if you have enough, then the simple answer is hire your crew first. Hire that next team member first. And then when you bring on those new people, you will be able to do more work. You'll be able to do more work without investing in more equipment. That increased capacity through leveraging other people is going to increase your cash flow. And then you can reinvest in some more equipment. The other thing that's nice about this little if-then statement is if your equipment's good enough, you don't have to fork over a whole bunch of money to like 10 to the tune of $10,000, $15,000. You can bring a guy on board and yes, it's it's going to feel a little dip you're going to feel a little dip in cash flow. You're going to feel a little pain of training this new guy and paying a little extra money every 2 weeks, but you don't have to fork over that 12 grand that you were going to on a new piece of equipment. So that's a little that's a little side note out of this if then statement is it doesn't damage the bank account as much. And yes, it might hurt cash flow temporarily, but you're going to be leveraging this person to either way increase capacity or increase efficiency enough so that you can increase capacity. So, I just threw a lot of uh, efficiency capacity efficiency capacity at you guys. So new guys out there to the podcast, you might not have heard this approach, but we like to call it the teeter-totter, the balance between capacity and efficiency, all right? And you have to do, as, as one goes up, the other usually goes down. And as you increase capacity, your efficiency might not be as good. You, you might need to become more efficient. So how do you become more efficient? Well, we add more people. We add more equipment. Okay, and now as we balance that teeter-totter back out, now we're not as capacity-focused. Now, now, we're, now we're not 10 weeks booked out, right? Because that's what we're hearing a lot of times right now is, I'm 10 weeks booked out. I'm 10 weeks booked out, which is great, but it's also horrible. It's great because you're selling like crazy, but it's horrible because you need to make sure that you're leveraging other people to get the work done so that you can sell more. Because if you're 10 weeks booked out, guys, there's only so many weeks in a year. You multiply that by five, and that's your whole year right there. So you've got to figure out a way to put in people in the door that will help you become more efficient so that you're not at capacity. That's what we're getting at when we're, when we're talking about this idea of adding crews and adding equipment. All right, I want to talk to you guys out there that might have just yourself in a truck all day long, or it's you and one to three other people. You got to be thinking about this idea of opportunity cost. When am I ready to make that jump to hiring my first guy? It's a big question and it's a big step. If it makes you feel any better, what you need to realize is every time you reach capacity, you're going to reiterate yourself as a business owner. So now it's just you on the mower. But as you get so overworked, as you add so much work, the only way for you to make more money 
which is what we're here to do. We're here to make more money and make a profit. The only way for you to do that is to hire somebody. So just think about this very simple effect of you hop off the mower, someone else does, and now that same cash flow is coming in the door. All right, That's, you, you feel that same cash flow because he's doing all the mowing. And you're now doing what? You're doing everything you were doing before. Maybe you're still mowing, but you've got a little extra, extra margin to close more sales, to close more high-cost landscape jobs. Or maybe you just have so much mowing work or fertilizing and weed control work that you're still doing it. It's just now you're catching up. Either way, you're missing out on the opportunity to grow your business if when you reach that capacity, you don't backfill that position. So real quick, before we go into equipment, the simple if-then statement that we want to leave you guys with around crews and hiring that next person is, if equipment is good enough, then hire your crew first. Increase capacity by leveraging people. With the increased cash flow, you'll eventually get more and better equipment. All right, on to equipment. If-then statement for equipment is, if you don't have enough equipment then you must buy the best you can for the cash you have. If you don't have enough equipment, you must buy the best you have, or buy the best you can for the cash, cash that you have. Buy the best cash for the can you have. <laughs> oh, Jason Dia. My, uh, I crack myself up sometimes. I have too much, too much fun over here. If you don't have enough equipment, then buy the best you can for the cash you have. The next one, I've got a couple here. If you are paying cash, make sure the increased equipment assures you more cash flow. And last if, if statement is, if you're doing a loan, make sure you're doing it because you're booked out. All right, so there's two different frameworks that we're looking through here. Number one is cash. When you're doing cash, guys, please, please, please make sure that when you pay for this piece of equipment, I mean, you're forking over, could be three grand, it could be 10 grand, shoot, it could be a $20,000 piece of equipment. I don't care what it is. I, I mean, the, the numbers, though, though they get bigger, the principle does not change. The principle does not change just because the numbers get bigger. Whenever you're buying cash, you have to make sure that this piece of equipment is going to prove an increase in cash flow immediately. Immediately. You have to. And if, and if it's not, it's your responsibility as the owner that after you get that equipment in the door, you need to sell more jobs so that it does create more cash flow. So maybe you're, maybe you're five weeks booked out. You get a piece of equipment that cuts that time in half. So now you have the same cash flow. Well, guess what? It's your job to now book yourself back out. Force your hand. Make yourself hire somebody else. But you've just forked over all that cash, and so you need to get a return on investment. And we are all small enough companies where if we buy a $10,000 piece of equipment, we should be seeing a return on investment within three to six months. Did you hear that? If you're, if you're paying cash for something that's five to $10,000, you need to be seeing a return on investment within a few months, one to two quarters max. You have to. 
You, you can't afford to not see a return on investment. So as you're looking and, and trying to make equipment purchases and, oh, should I be, buy this aerator? Should I buy a Z-spray? Should I buy two new zero turns? If you can tell me that you're going to get a return on investment after three months, it's going to make you more efficient and be able to increase capacity, no-brainer every time. No-brainer every time. Because, guys, you, you're every year that you're in business, you're proving to yourself, hey, I've got a history, right? What's the, what's the best indication of the future is the past. So you're looking to the past, making projections for the future. I had... 50 clients last year. I have 75 this year. I'm trending towards 100. You can make good, educated cash flow decisions. You can make good, educated buying decisions when you begin to look through that lens. As we're talking about forking over cash, I, I would like to say this too. Nobody has ever won big without risking big. If you're... If, if you're wanting a big reward, if you're wanting to get to the next level in your business, you've got to put your money where your mouth is. Wherever wherever your time and money is, that's where your heart's going to be too. If your heart is in this business, eventually you're going to have to fork over some cash, buy some new equipment, and get better. So let's go let's go now from cash cash purchase to my least favorite, which is doing a loan. My main thing is that with this is just assuring yourself that you are going to be booked out. I, I, I want your back against the wall with so much work that you can't even handle it that it does not make sense for you to go another day working without buying this piece of equipment. So if it's something like a skid steer, if it's something like a, 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 a dingo or something that helps you guys with mulch, if you can rent the machine, just rent it. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not proven to yourself that I've got so many stinking jobs lined up for the entire year that it doesn't make sense for me not to have this, then don't do it. Just rent the piece of equipment because you're still going to be getting the cash flow in the door. You're still going to be making the connection, getting the client, increasing your top line, but it's less risk. You're still increasing your capacity right? But let's say, let's say you're, you're in a situation where like, Britt, I've got to. Then I just hope and pray that you guys have ran the numbers and you know that number one, your existing cash flow, if I don't grow another cent, will my existing cash flow cover this purchase? If you can promise me that, then I would say, okay, well, is it going to create more capacity? Are you going to be able to grow? This piece of equipment makes you so efficient that you're getting jobs done quicker, which frees up more time to book your guys up even more and gives you more time to sell and increase capacity. Is it yes? Okay, then then do it. But just make sure that as you look out at that runway ahead of your business that you see sales. And if you don't, then you're probably not ready to buy a huge ticket item. You're probably not ready to buy that mini skid. Or you're not ready to buy that $13,000, $15,000 mower. You may need to wait. I remember for me, I was, man, I, I, like I will go, I will go and I will put guys in an inefficient role and increase capacity all day long before I buy a piece of equipment. Why is that? 
because those guys are creating more and more leverage for me. So I remember it was me and Tiago, and we had just closed on we had just closed on a hundred properties, a little over. It was about 128. We bought another company, and at the same time, we brought another subcontractor on board, who had given us, I believe, close to 55 properties, and about three fourths of those were large estate properties. And we didn't have a riding spreader sprayer at this time. We didn't have a Z spray. And man, I was just like, I'm going to try to do it. I went out there and after the first application, I was like, Tiago, bud, we need like, it's not that I just want a Z spray to make my life easier. We need a Z spray. I'm maxed out. It's stupid that I'm spending all my time now out here on these large estate properties when I could be selling, I could be bringing in more money. So make sure, make sure you're thinking about that. Make sure that you're backed up against a wall before you buy some large ticket items, especially when you're going to be taking a loan out on it. Be smart about it. Our Z sprays, we actually, uh, we financed one through site one and it was 0% interest for two years. So it was around a, a $430 payment per month. And I knew. I had the cash flow. I knew we had the work. And I knew by doing this, it would make us more efficient so that I could go out and continue to increase our capacity. Because that's the goal, right? We're trying to run businesses that grow and scale so that we can enjoy having a life. We, we don't want to get in a situation where we're just so busy where our business owns us. Our mission is to stop working a job, start owning a business, and enjoy having a life. So thinking through these, these purchases, these team members, these crews that you need to bring on, that's what will help you be a business owner rather than a business runner. And I promise you, if you risk some, if you lean into these, if you lean into these problems, you're, you're going to be better for it. Don't just take it on the chin. Don't just chalk it up to, we're so busy I can't handle. I've heard that so many times. And then guess what? Late July, August rolls around, and that 10-week stretch where you were booked up doesn't look so great. You've always got to be progressing. So make sure you're leaning into this. Our theme, new crews, new equipment. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have a fantastic week. And we will keep dropping episodes the rest of the week. We've got a great interview with Echo coming up that will probably drop later in the week. And we've got a growth segment with Zach where we're talking about crews and equipment as well. Thanks for being with us and uh, keep at it. Yo, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you guys. And we would really appreciate you leaving a review. It would mean a lot to us. Take care and God bless.